Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Coffee Clash. The Coffee Clash and Special Needs Talk Radio Network feature outstanding programming for the special needs community. Our team of hosts provide educational interviews. Our shows are not designed to provide listeners with specific or personal medical, legal, or professional service or advice. Parents of children with health issues should always consult their health care provider for medical advice, medications, or treatment. Any show discussing rights and law for special needs children and special education are presented as general information and not legal advice. Special Needs Coffee Clash Limited does not promote any host or guest individual practice, programs, treatments, or products. We thank you for joining us and are proud to provide excellence in broadcasting for the special needs community. And now, on to the interview. Good evening. Are your kids struggling with reading and writing? Get them the support they need with read and write software for the desktop, Google, or iPad. These proven software solutions help those with reading and writing difficulties, learning disabilities, or English language learners. Read and Write Gold Text-to-Speech software provides tools for reading, writing, studying, and research for students while they work within the common applications that they use every day. Learn how the Read and Write family of products can help your struggling student by visiting www.texthelp, that's one word, texthelp.com, or call 888-248-0652. Ready to buy now? Get 10% off when you buy on their online store with a Coffee Clutch code, which is CK14SAVE10, that's CK14. 14, save 10, all one word. My name is Dr. Richard Selznick, and I want to welcome you to School Struggles. I am proud to be a part of the Coffee Clutch team, and on School Struggles, we talk about a range of topics, including learning disabilities, dyslexia, special education, ADHD, and a whole host of other interesting subjects. I am a child psychologist and the director of the Cooper Learning Center, which is part of the Department of Pediatrics, Cooper University Healthcare, and we're located in Voorhees, New Jersey. I am also the author of two books, both published by Sentient Publications. The first one is The Shutdown Learner, Helping Your Academically Discouraged Child, and the more recently published book called School Struggles. You can learn more about these at my website, which is www.shutdownlearner.com. That's all one word, shutdownlearner.com. And it's the goal of, of this radio show, School Struggles, that we talk in, in kind of down-to-earth, plain language for parents to help them understand what's going on with their kids. And I'm really excited tonight to have someone that I've known for quite some time. Her name is Mrs. Beth Ravelli. And Beth is a child advocate for dyslexia and children with reading disabilities. And Mrs. Ravelli successfully lobbied to have New Jersey Bill S-2400 voted into law, forming the New Jersey Reading Disability Task Force. 
Mrs. Ravelli was honored to have been appointed as the sole parent by the New Jersey Assembly President to be appointed on the New Jersey Reading Disability Task Force. In 2014, after nine years of advocating with her daughter, Samantha, <coughs> excuse me, otherwise known as Sammy, numerous trips to the Education Committee, Assembly Floor, and Senate Floor, they succeeded together with Senator Van Drew and Assemblyman Nelson Albano in passing Bill S-2442, which was signed into law in New Jersey by Governor Chris Christie on January 16, 2014. This new dyslexia law now makes it mandatory in New Jersey public schools to screen for dyslexia <clears throat> as well as to train teachers in dyslexia. So, Beth, welcome, and, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to have you on board. Thank you, Dr. Selznick. I, I appreciate it. No, Richard, you know, we go way back. No doctor. I know. Here. No I do. doctor. No doctor. <laughs> I'm Rich, I appreciate um, I'm excited to be here tonight. Thank you for having me. You know, yeah, thanks. And I, I have known you guys since Sammy was, uh, you know, I know the journey started before this point. So, so really tonight's, tonight's show is, was billed as the story behind the dyslexia legislation. That's kind of the theme here. You know, what is the story behind it? So I know that uh, it goes way back. I met Sammy when she was eight years of age, but I, I know the story started earlier than that. So why don't you tell us, about the journey when, well, when the it journey started began, from your point of view. Right. It, it began when Sam was approximately three or four. Um, everybody, including my husband and myself, noticed that Sam had delayed speech, um, noticed she wasn't doing her ABCs, um, you know, anything sequential, one, two, threes, ABCs, singing the alphabet. There, that wasn't happening. Although she was very happy, um, she had a, you know didn't have an attitude she didn't have ADD she didn't have acting out she didn't have nothing but she wasn't speaking she wasn't writing she wasn't reading what? she would open a book I'm sorry no I'm sorry I interrupted you sorry okay she would open a book and look at the pictures and tell the story that way and um, the schools were saying there wasn't anything wrong the doctors were saying that there wasn't anything wrong that you know I spoke for her or her sister spoke for her and yet we knew in our hearts, my husband and I, that there was definitely something amiss. Um, and that led us to you, actually. You were the first be, one, Rich. Yeah. yeah. You were the first Sorry. one to diagnose her as dyslexic. I mean, nobody else, they didn't, know what was, they didn't know what was wrong. They would throw their hands up in frustration. And as a parent, we were extremely frustrated. You know, I'd go to the schools when she was in pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, and they'd say, she's fine. You know, but as a parent, you knew something was wasn't fine. It was a gut. It's funny. You, yeah, it's funny. You know, when people have asked me, uh, one of the t you know, what should you do with a shutdown learner? And shutdown learner really is about dyslexia in many ways, even right. though I didn't use right. that in there. But mm -hmm. they, they, when they would say, well, what, what are the things you should do? The number one thing I would say is listen to the moms. Of course, you know, I'm leaving the dads out a bit, but listen to the moms because they know what's going on. So you knew, huh? You knew very early on, well before you met me, something was going on. Right, and I have to agree with you about listening to the moms. I mean, my husband and I did this in a, a, as a team effort. He would go out and, you know, work hard financially and support us, and then I would go out and research what was going on, you know, education-wise or with Samantha trying to figure it out, and it led me straight to you, Cooper Learning Center, mm -hmm. um, to, to 
ask you to please help me. You know, I didn't know what you were going to say to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We we just revisited. I, I hadn't looked at it for a number of years, but we revisited the uh, the report that was done on her, and it was it was all there, you know? The yes, you had it. You, and, you, know. you were there. I think she was seven when you saw her, between seven and eight, and you had it yeah, and you hit it yeah, right exactly. on the nail. Exactly. I do want to say, you know, I do see somebody calling in, Beth, so the, mm-hmm. the person who called in and is waiting patiently, what we'll try, we, this show runs for a half hour. It's going to go to 8.30, and okay. we will try to get you on if we can. So just hold on a little bit if you could, and we will try to get you on. The number to call in if we have the time is 646-595-2881. So, Beth, before, you know, before coming for that evaluation that you just referred to, when I saw her, what, what, again, you mentioned some, but what do you remember, let's say between five and seven, what were the things that were ringing your mother bell, let's say? What were the things that were kind of, you know, getting take, you, you know, feeling? Yeah, she would take her spelling test and get mm-hmm. a 90. And an hour, an hour and a half, two hours later, she'd get an F. And I was like, what, right. what is going on? Her, her, it would go 90, it would go zero, it would go, you know, up and down. And the teachers would look at me and I'd look at what, what's going on. You know, um, she never cr- could color in the lines. She was always scribbling. She couldn't hold her um, crown, her pencil or anything, you know, appropriately to get herself able to do with the teacher. And the teachers were telling me she was copying. I was like, she was doing what? <laughs> like They're like, she's cheating. Right. I was like... What do you mean she's cheating? They said, well, she's looking over at the children's papers. And I was figuring out she's looking at their papers because she doesn't know what to do. So um, they would say, take out your science book, and she would look to the person next to her to see what they were taking out because she couldn't read the word science or math or whatever it was that they were taking out. And the teacher said to me, well, she's cheating. And I was like, I, I don't think so. I said, if you look at her a little closer, because I was substituting at the school at the time as well, so I had her in my class a lot. So I was observing how far behind she was than everybody else. You know, she just wasn't progressing from from preschool on. She just didn't progress. Right. You know, she couldn't do the word cat. Wow. You know, simple word cat, she couldn't spell. But what really was bothering me was how she was getting an A, then she was getting an F, then she was getting an F. I was like, I I couldn't figure that out. Well, yeah. Do you find that to be a... That's common, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny looking back on her profile, which I hadn't seen for so many years. Um, you know, it really, I was saying to Pam today, my educational coordinator, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that it really fit the, what I described in terms of the shutdown learner in the sense that Sammy had high spatial skills. You know, she was kind of a, you know, she wasn't a Lego kid because of the boy, you know, the girl thing. They don't usually gravitate to the Legos, right. but she was good with, she was very good with spatial thinking. And her verbal right. processing, her language processing skills and her active working memory were all very weak, which to me were the – it was like really all there, you know, the common indicators. So the te- when you had the testing, then after the testing, she started to receive multisensory language, you know, Orton-Gillingham type instruction, right? From, right. From right. our program. Is that how it went? Yes, we came up – Right before we went to you, also one of the things that was ringing my bell was she was uh, picking up cheerleading as a side, competitive cheerleading, and I was mm-hmm. noticing how well she was doing in it when they would stand in front of her and show her how to do it. But if they stood in front of her and told her to do it, she would look at them. 
So right. it was just, I was like, she didn't understand it. So once we came to you, um, you, you started her right away in Orton Gillingham, and she was with Alexis. And she just, I mean, her whole personality changed. Sam's whole personality changed from, you know, withdrawn to, wow, this makes sense. Yeah, and she funny. was running out. Yeah. All excited. Yeah. She would just come out it's of your funny. Kids, you know, that, 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 it's, and that, you know, and, and Alexis still, I'll have to, you know, try to get this to her, but she, that whole, to me, it's that therapeutic aspect of that type of tutoring that is so important. Like what she came running out with was less, it's less, in some ways it's less about the skills, although that's important, but that somebody's conveying to you that you can do this and developing that kind of bond which I think is right. really an essential part of this kind of work, don't you think? I do, and, and your, uh, Alexis was so great with her school that they would incorporate whatever Alexis was working on mm-hmm. with her spelling or words into her, her, her questions on her tests here, and that mm-hmm. would be, make her even feel better, you know, because she would feel like she's taking a test with everybody else, and she was, she was winning for once. She was getting yeah. it right for once. You know, like a so light bulb was going off. Yeah, the light bulb was going off. She really started to take to it. And I remember you being amazed, like, wow, this, what, what is going on here? Which I think then, from my recollection, you'll have to really tell me what, what your point of view was, you then somehow it went political. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> wow, something's going on here. How, how did that go? Like, that, now this gets us to the sort of the story. How did this then go political? What happened? Well, what happened was I decided, well, I thought that, geez, the legislators down here just don't, in New Jersey didn't know that children have trouble reading because they don't know about it in the school. So I wrote them all a letter and I sent packages with, you know, explaining to them what dyslexia was and, and samples because I'm very visual myself, and nobody responded to me. And I was mm. really, really upset about it, and that just made me even more determined to get somebody's attention. So uh, uh, luckily, um, a new assemblyman... Uh, Albano, who brought, came up to your school, if you remember, to watch yeah. human lessons, he said... Yeah, that's he right. You know, I forgot say, that, actually. That, yes. That's funny you remember. I remember <laughs> we met with him, but I forgot that he observed Sammy getting lesson, yeah. instructed. Yeah, that's funny. He wanted to learn about it. If he said, if I'm going to you know, work with you on this, I have to know what it is. I can't have you telling me what it is. I have to see her doing it. And he was amazed, the difference. You know, he, cause he was amazed. And... Um, you know, then he said to me, if you want to go further with this, we'll go further, and we did. I mean, we we lost a lot of times. You know, we didn't get our bills up there. You know, we would get so far. It's like, you know, you don't go, you don't collect $200, you don't pass go, you don't go. We would get our bills so far up, there's a, a step in the assembly and the Senate. To, to, and if you fail one of them, you got to go back to the beginning. And well, that's to, what I would yeah. do. And you called it, didn't you call it Sammy's Mission? Yes, it is. It's Sammy's mission. She she has a website that she does now. Believe it or not, she's 16 and she has her own website, sammysmission.com, and she talks to people and she blogs everything that I never thought she was going to be able to do. She's doing all because she thought of the read. It, it is amazing, and that's what that's what fueled me on. In one year with you, she increased 50 percent, and I took what you did the paperwork and I brought it to the uh, education committee with me, mm-hmm. and I said, here she is a year ago. And here's what Cooper Learning Center did. Now, you something's know, I, working I, here. If anybody's listening, I swear this is not an infomercial tonight. We, it isn't. <laughs> we, it not, isn't. But it's I really appreciate you saying these things. But, I, but I, you know, and, and it's very nice. 
and I was thrilled to be a part of this process because when when I saw two weeks ago that Governor Christie had signed it, it was in the Inquirer, and I'm reading. I go, wow, she started. You know, that journey started back in that little, you know, that little room where she was being instructed. You know, so it was very (laughs) gratifying to see that. What happened then after? you left our region because you were no longer in South Jersey and then you moved away, sadly. What um, happened then? We moved, well, we moved um, to Ocean City, New Jersey because mm-hmm. they actually were one of, and I researched this, they actually were one of the very few schools that had a grant that gave them the Wilson, um, Wilson, Learning, uh, Wilson okay. Reading Program. And it, I had to make that decision between Wilson and Orton-Gillingham, which mm-hmm. I always knew that, Wilton Gillingham goes through college, whereas Wilson does not. And um, I had to weigh that because they were willing to give it to her once she came into the school system because okay. of your, you know, because of what you recommended. She got mm-hmm. Wilson every single day, and she needed it. She also got it uh, in the summertime as well. And, and but, then the, that's great. And then in the meantime, while while Sammy's getting older, and now she's let's say in fifth, mm-hmm. sixth grade. Now you and uh, and uh, Senator Albano was it right? Senator? No, Senator, Senator Van Jeffrey Andrew. Senator Van. Okay, so he right. got involved Assemblyman, as well. Yes. Assemblyman, Assemblyman Albano, Van. right? Yes. So, so mm-hmm. then they kept you kept pushing it from the to the legislature. You kept you kept right. even though you were getting defeated once in a while, you kept pushing. Well, you know what they said to me one time, and, and it stuck in my head. And Senator um, Van Drew said to me, "You need to educate, educate." He says, everybody, what dyslexia is. And I was looking at him, and I was like, that's it. I didn't even know what it was. I mean, I'm dyslexic, yeah. I think. You and I discussed this before. I have to get yeah. tested still, but I don't doubt that I am. And I thought to mm-hmm. myself, you're right. So we started, Sam and I and my other daughter, Roseanne, and they were young. We started going up to Princeton and different schools and different places, right. and I'd go to the schools and talk about dyslexia. And I'd yeah. go to the parents' groups and talk about dyslexia, and I started going to this floor in the Senate, just talking about dyslexia, trying to educate wow. them. And as I did, a whole bunch of more senators and assemblymen start signing on the bills that weren't originally on there because they yeah. saw what was happening. And then they saw Sammy succeeding that something we never thought was going to happen. And, and, she's and you know, I tell you, when you meet, yeah, and when you meet Sammy, and I had the pleasure of, of reacquainting when we, were at the, when we were on that panel for the movie. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. in New, up in uh, Monmouth area, and you know when you see Sammy and how mature she is and how she presents herself with this, you can't help but get pulled in on a certain level, you know. <laughs> yes, I've been told that about Sammy. Sammy kind of has that, you know, you little too, way you about too, her. But it's a, you know, you too. But but Sammy's a, Sammy certainly is a good representative of this. You know, we don't have. I know time's going to go by really fast, so I'm going to give this person from the 848, I don't know where that's from, but we're going to give her a chance to say hello. So, okay. um, hi. Hi. Hello? 848 area code, hello? Nope, we have a barking dog, Beth. We might have to... <laughs> say we have a dog. <laughs> we have a dog, but no person. But the dog wants to know about dyslexia, so we're going to... Hello? Hello, can you ask your Hi, what's your name? My name, my name is Beth. Beth? Um, Another yes. Beth. Yes. And my question is, concerning insurances, 
Um, some insurances will pay and some won't. And I think that they all need to be come and get on board and pay for the children to get this service. We think they're yeah. safe. Beth, I'm right. going to put you on. I'm just going to comment on that. I'm going to thank you for your comment, okay? I appreciate it. I'm just going to comment on that, and then I'm going to hear Beth's, the other Beth's point as well, okay? Thank <laughs> you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, insurance is difficult, folks. I mean, you know, frequently the insurance company takes the position that this is an, what I hear is it's an educational problem. What I know is that if you have dyslexia, going to be, there's going to be a psychological part to this. You, you know, you could a, a great deal of anxiety, great sometimes depression, all kinds of things. And some insurance companies may pay on may pay on a neuropsychological. I know that they're a little reluctant to pay on psychologicals or psychoeducationals. They tend to take the position that it is a school problem. And then when you go to a center for say Orton-Gillingham type of tutoring, they view educational issue and one that, you know, like as if you were to go to some commercial learning center that they wouldn't pay on that either. So it is, it's a very tough, you know, at our center we try to, uh, we try to offer scholarships where appropriate. So, you know, I, I do you have, that, you, have you had that experience too, Frustrating, yes. Well, I found it frustrating, and that's one of the things that fueled me on as well. I mean, I didn't have anybody at the time, um, any medical insurance. I didn't have anything that would, would cover it. I tried. I called everything possible. I mean, you know, we, have very, we had very good insurance, and nothing was covered, and yeah. that yeah. angered me. So I, that's, what, that's also something that fueled me on. It was like, well, how do they expect parents to pay for this? You know, how yeah. do they expect it? And it, it, it gets tough. I mean, I don't know right, if because- they're doing it now. Yeah, well, they are and they aren't. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. how do you expect parents to pay for it? Because really minimally you need, with with these kind of approaches, I would say you need at least twice a week, one-on-one uh, right. -on -one or in very small groups. That that adds up. And it's not, and I, and I wish or I could say to parents, well, you know, in 30 sessions you'll be taken care of. Well, it's, it's a long haul, as you know. I mean, it, it, was, right. a, it right. was a number of years, and it, and, it, and that bill does add up. That's why we do look for, uh, scholarship support. We look for philanthropic support. We've received great support for kids in, in underserved areas where we do a summer reading program. So that's, that also is, is really wonderful. Um, what advice would you have for parents? And I don't mean to, I don't mean that it's, it's like, well, go to see, you know, the Cooper Learning Center. No, I know. Yourself. No, I know. I that. mean, what advice, what advice do you have for parents in general, you know, or in, in terms of this kind of journey for them? Right, to be your child's voice because yeah. um, when your child's that young, and I, I know a lot of people I think realize this already, my recommendation is, as well is not just that last bill we had passed but the other bills, um, to be screened young. Sam doesn't remember not reading because we got yeah. her young, we got her screened, we got her the help yeah. she needed. So, yeah. um, you know, be the voice. Sam couldn't have come to anybody when she was seven and eight and said, I need this, I need that because they don't know. Sam will yeah. tell you now, but at that young, they have to be their voice. They have to go in. They have to be proactive. They can't expect the schools to do all the work. They have to be willing to do the work themselves together and not fight together. Let's figure out what's best for the child. Yeah, you know, and, I would, add, and I would add to that. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I, I would add to that, right. that just, and then where whatever community you're in, to find, you know, I think that, 
best you would say, you, yes. you know you find you find advocates that you could you find someone in your community professionally who can kind of who you can bounce ideas off of that you can be that person can be kind of a sounding board for you as well as guide right. you as to what the next steps are right right and and also to research it well because before I got to you Rich I don't know if you remember this um, I had gone to a number of different places um, trying to get help for. Samantha, and it was a waste of our time, a waste of years for Sam that she should have been there sooner, she could have been to you sooner, yeah. and it was a waste of my husband's and my money. He'll take your money and, you know, I, I, and tell you this, and it's not right. So research what you're doing. You know, don't yeah. just, just, you know, because we're all desperate at that point. Don't just say, I'm going to do this. Research what you're doing, take a breath, and figure out which direction you need to go in. It's so, it's so true because there's so many different, uh, you know, therapies on the market and many of them are, are, you know, while they sound good on one level, they haven't received all that much research support or even clinical support. I mean, I, I've been trained along the way in methods that I won't, I won't mention them on the air, but I would never, even though I probably personally could have made a fair amount of money on them, I would never use them because I never believed in them or never thought that the research supported it. What, what do you know about the decode? I know that you're somewhat, you know, like I've been involved on the outside of the Yeah, decoding they started, dyslexia groups. Um, in November of 2011, Decoding Dyslexia in New Jersey, and it's a wonderful group of parents. And um, they used to see me. And one of the things I always used to say when I was being interviewed or, or wherever, I'm always alone. And I was. I was always alone. Nobody, no other parent was coming up out because I think everybody was scared at that time because the D word, dyslexia, was never used. So um, they used to see me doing these interviews or, or they'd come watch me and I'd say, I'm alone. I'd go to schools and they'd come watch me. And so they formed a group of parents to be a support group for each other. And it's phenomenal. They, um, they started decoding dyslexia, I think it was November, October 2011. Um, we have a Deborah Lehman and... Um, Andy Kavulich, who I think is Andy, who I knew very and, well as yes. well. We, 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 we were had Andy that, on the yeah. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and Liz Barnes, and um, mm-hmm. they formed this group, and now I think there's 44 other states, decoding dyslexia yeah. in New York, decoding yeah. dyslexia in Pennsylvania. And what they're doing is they're offering, you know, the other states are trying to figure out how to get the laws passed, like New Jersey did. But, you know, decoding dyslexia also um, would write the letters and call the senators and call the um, assemblymen supporting me. You know, let's let's get this. What do you need? We're going to make all the phone calls. We'll go visit our, and I mean, they would go visit their their legislative people and say, you know, we need to back these bills. And now they're offering. I refer them to everybody I know that's looking for support to them, because yeah. they're they're such great yeah, group the, of people. Right. Yeah, and they're getting they're actually yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, sorry, they're, they're, they're getting good clout right. now. They're getting they're yeah. getting good clout now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Do- and you know what? They're doing wonderful things, and they're supporting these parents, and they're giving them avenues, and they want to start a group down here in um, where I'm at because we've never had one. The closest one we have is up in Princeton area. We've never had that down here where I'm at. So anybody in South Jersey, um, they're looking to start that. That would be great. And you have all these states there, Rich, looking to decoding yeah. dyslexia to see what they've done. Well, they're, they're going to be speaking on May 3rd. You guys who are listening may want to put this on your calendar. May 3rd, we, we are the 
Cooper is sponsoring our first annual Facets of Dyslexia conference, and Decoding Dyslexia is speaking. And I think you're speaking at it as well, Beth, I believe. I think you're on yes, the board. Yes, So, mm-hmm. um, So that should be exciting as well. We have a minute and a half. So it's in 30 seconds, what advice would you have for schools? Listen to parents, moms especially. Um, they know their children really well. Um, listen to them. Just listen to what they have to say. Let them get their voice heard. That's all they want to do is get their voice heard. And then you can right. move on from there. I, yeah, I agree with that entirely. I think that if, if I try to be more collaborative rather than adversarial, I know lots of people approach these things in a, in a kind of combative adversarial way. I think there's always a, a time and place time and place for that, but you know, to, to the extent that you can kind of form bridges with schools, that's what I, what I think should be done. Beth, I really want to thank you. I know the time would fly by, and it did. And, you know, <laughs> congratulations to you for getting the bill put into law. Uh, it was so exciting to see, and you know, having been a part of that process early on um, and, and along the way when we've talked and kept up with things, it, it, it's just been great. Thank so, you, Richard. I thank appreciate you. having me tonight. Yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, want to thank everybody for listening, and please tune into The Coffee Clutch. It's at thecoffeeclutch.com. There are lots of great interviews there. I have a bunch there on my, on my page. And uh, you can visit shutdownlearner.com to learn more about me. And I want to thank everyone, and good night. Good night, Beth. Take care. Good night. You too, Richard. Bye-bye. Bye.